On today's Locked on Thunder, we are here. It is officially game day for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's talk about what to watch for in preseason game number one for the Oklahoma City Thunder. What should you tune in for tonight to see in the Paycom Center? Fans are back in the arena for the first time since March 2020. All of that and more, including a training camp recap. All that and more coming up on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and editor-in-chief over at thundersintentions.com, media member Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to recap the days number four and five of the Thunder training camp. We're going to give you what to watch for and a preview of tonight's preseason opener for your Oklahoma City Thunder and the Charlotte Hornets. We're going to give you what to watch for, the keys of the game, the Thunder Moneyball pick is back, and so much more on today's show. Thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen each and every day and each and every morning. Subscribe anywhere to Locked on Thunder. It's completely free on all your platforms, including on YouTube, which we are on right now for the second time. So welcome in on the YouTube audience as well. Now, the training camp recap. So the Thunder had an off day Saturday, so they had practice on Friday and Sunday. No blue and white scrimmage this year. It's just kind of a weird situation with the scheduling because they play on a Monday and you're probably not going to have, have a big scrimmage on Sunday. And then they kind of didn't really get to it this year with the off day on Saturday. No big deal there. Other teams have had it. Other teams haven't. So I'm not really sure kind of what the situation is fully on the, on the scrimmages, but it seems like there's no blue and white scrimmage. Although this year there's a ton of off days in between preseason games. So maybe they'll fit one in. Sometime in those off days is like a fan showcase day or a fan appreciation day. Who really knows with that schedule? Nothing announced right now. So training camp kind of wraps up. I mean, of course, they're going to continue training camp in between preseason games, but this is like the real nitty-gritty of training camp. Um, no one will see crazy minutes today, according to Mark and, and according to the Thunder coaching staff. Nobody will have a crazy minute load. Um, in, in terms of the rotation, Mark says that you're going to see a lot of different rotations. They know how many minutes they want to play SGA and Baisley and Dort and Poku and Malvon and those kind of guys. And so – Fitting those guys in their minutes in there, Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, all these young guys, you might see a game or games where Kenny Hustle and Mike Muscala and Ty Jerome, these guys who can't really prove anything, can't really improve their game that much in preseason, you might see them not play for a whole half or maybe not play for a whole game. And so don't look too much into the rotations of like, if Kenny Hustle sits out all four games and logs no minutes, it does not mean he won't play against Utah in the, whole, in the uh, season opener. So the rotations will be fluid, as you all know from watching preseason in the past. The rotations are interesting. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of overreact to them throughout these four games, but Mark advises us not to in these next four games. The kind of big storylines in terms of players at training camp, number one, Poku is the main storyline with his added strength, but also added stamina for Pokushevsky this year. Uh, he says that you know at this time last year, number one, he wasn't drafted yet, but also – He's, his body wouldn't have been able to handle 
these six straight days and these consecutive practices that just in the kind of intensive work they're doing. I mean, two a days and the kind of physicality of training camp. He says he just would not be able to handle it. So that goes to show the kind of work he's put in this off season. I think that we've kind of gone overboard on like hyper analyzing Poku's body, looking at every picture we can find about Poku and some guys' bodies are just different where he could have added a ton of strength and we just can't see it right now, which is what Mark was explaining on media day. I, I think that we've also kind of gone, gone overboard on like, if Poku never adds 20 pounds to his frame, it doesn't mean anything for his development. Like he's, he can still be a very good player without adding crazy muscle and crazy weight. Like, like we've kind of gone too far on doing that because it's just became an easy narrative to kind of lean back on. In reality, the style of play he plays doesn't need a ton of bulking throughout the rest of his career. Uh, but it's good he has stamina. It's good he has added strength. To me, the biggest aspect of training camp so far has been the reviews of Giddy's defense. Because here's an area where nobody really knew what to make of Josh Giddy's defense. Is he going to be an average defender, an above average defender? Can he be somebody who, you know, plays quality defense or even good defense? Like, where are we going to go from here? And so, Finding that baseline of Giddy's defense is important for the Thunder specifically because of how good the coaching staff is at improving player defense and individual defense. So if Giddy's baseline is average, well, you have to feel very good about yourself heading into the future because we have a track record here of this specific coaching staff improving individual defenses. And so therefore, you can assume that Mark and his staff will take Giddy from an average defender to a good defender. And then you have a good defender with elite playmaking, elite passing, elite vision, uh, quality shooting, quality, you know, offensive skills that to get to the basket. Like that can be a very formidable player in this league for a long, long time. So all of this really matters. And Mark even said that he didn't know what to expect from Giddy's defense. And that was what he was most looking forward to seeing in training camp. And so far, Giddy's passed that test. We'll get a first real test today against the Hornets, but we'll see how that goes as well. Trey Mann has had mixed reviews, right? The first day, he was struggling a bit to catch up to the NBA speed on defense. And then now he's kind of found his stride a bit. He had Taylor Maldon come out and praise his craftiness, praise his shooting, praise his quickness. All that is great for the Thunder and for their young guard. Again, Trey Mann, you just can't put too much on him this year. I think that he'll spend a lot of time with the G League and kind of getting his feet wet with the NBA. He has so much adapting to do, in my opinion, that you treat him kind of like you treated Poku last year, where whatever he gives you this year is great. Any negative, you just kind of throw out and say, oh, this is kind of your red shirt year, this is kind of your growing year of you know, we're not going to look too far into the bad and we're going to look at the good uh, with uh, you know, a keen eye, so to say. But again, the rotations this today for this game will not be crazy. Like you're not going to see Shea play 30 minutes and you're not going to see the rotation round into its offensive, I mean, I should say the regular season form for, for this team. That's to be expected. But there are still some very interesting things to watch for as we get closer to tip off tonight. And so this game will be the first of four preseason games. It will be streaming on the Thunder mobile app and Thunder website, not on Bali Sports Oklahoma, which is currently only on DirecTV, I believe, and DirecTV Stream. So you can go check those places out as well to get Bali Sports Oklahoma for the future. But for this game, I believe it's only on the Thunder, the Thunder mobile app. I'm not sure if the Hornets are going to broadcast the game, which at that point we put it on League Pass and, and allow you to watch it from League Pass from that perspective if you're out of you know the city of Oklahoma City and you can watch the Thunder out of the state. So that's kind of the details on the game. It tips off at 7 o'clock, and you should not be betting on this game. I am not going to give you a betting line for the preseason game. It's hard to bet on basketball in general. You should especially not bet on preseason basketball. So stay away from that. But we'll do our normal 
what to watch for, keys to the game, Thunder Moneyball. We'll just skip the betting segment because I cannot I cannot promote betting on the preseason NBA and the preseason Thunder. Although I have already placed a great bet on the Thunder. I have them plus 12 and a half opening night against Utah. I think that they're going to stay competitive in that game. Might not win it, but stay within 12 and a half points for sure. So I've already bet that over with our good friends at betonline.ag. So what should you be watching for this game? We have some probable starters. We have an injury report and so much more all coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast. But first, let's say right now, our good friends over at the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is an incredible app for you to use. So in 2018, the fantasy sports experts over at Sleeper decided that, you know what? Fantasy basketball is broken. It's simply broken because games are being won and lost based on whose player had more games that week. That's not a good way to do things. It's not a good measurement of success. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Picks. And so it's called Game Picks. It's only available on the Sleeper app. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week, one per week, for each of their starters to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent has a player that's simply playing more scheduled games than you are over. The days of that mindless busy work every single day are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of the busy work and it's just too much and it's too stressful are over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for your player based on player matchup, home versus away, defensive rating, pace of play, and all that goes into that strategy. It's the most strategic uh, fantasy basketball game in the world. I'd say, in my opinion, it kind of turns it more into fantasy football. We all love fantasy football. We all play fantasy football. And part of that is because it's so easy. You keep up with it on Sunday morning, set your lineup, you're good to go. Maybe you check it on Thursday. Other than that, you're good to go. And so it makes fantasy basketball feel more like a once a week stop and shop and and kind of play it that way to where it's not as overwhelming as, okay, every morning I'm going to make sure I got my lineup set every morning and make sure I'm optimizing my lineup. And that gets just too tiring, too taxing throughout an 82 game season. Game picks helps you kind of boil that down to just a couple minutes a week, set your lineup and you're good to go. It is very cool, very creative from sleeper app as well. So whether you are, you know, kind of a beginner or a veteran, Sleeper App can help you a ton. Go to Sleeper App right now and start a league today with your friends and use it with Game Pick Leagues because it makes your life pretty, pretty easy. I'm going to say right now, our good friends over at DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another device that lets you stream your favorite shows, you've got sport highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well... I want to tell you how to make your life simple and I get all the entertainment you want without the hassle. A great way to get your TV together is called direct TV stream. And it brings your live TV on demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite shows, movies, and all your sports in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no more buying another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contracts. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with directtvstream.com. So go to directtvstream.com right now at directtv.com 
and find out how you can sign up for DirecTV Stream. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles. It's that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen each and every morning. Subscribe to the show anywhere. You can get podcasts from, including YouTube, for free. So make sure you're taking advantage of that as well. Make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. It's almost that time. We're in preseason mode right now. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the entire world. It's number one. Go there right now. You can get sleeper picks, breakout stars, great picks for your league. Josh is going to help you in your league. And let me tell you right now, I'm going to lead with Josh Lloyd. I'm going to lead with the fantasy expert himself. And his picks helped me beat him. I took his picks last draft. I snaked a few guys from him. Hey, you put your picks online. You give me the devices to use. I'm going to snake your picks. And I did that to Josh Lloyd last year. He was pretty mad at me. But it was worth it. Did I finish last? Maybe. Am I going to win this year? We'll see. Anyway, we'll check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. So let's talk right now about the Thunder game day. It's officially here. It's game day. The Thunder play today. We get a look at Josh Giddy today. How fun is that? The game overview. So it's the first of four preseason games. More spread out this year. All 20 players are allowed to play in this game, in case you were not aware. So for the Hornets, Jalen McDaniels is out, as is DJ Canton is out for the Hornets as well. But Jalen McDaniels is out for the Hornets. That's their only big injury uh, this game. Everyone else as of right now is going to play. Of course, they can submit an injury report at 1230, at 4.30 uh, in game time to kind of update that or put anyone else out that might not play. But as of right now, it looks as though everyone will play for the Hornets except for Jalen McDaniels. Now, the Hornets' game notes that they sent to the media say that the probable starters for the Hornets this year, or I should say this game, LaMelo Ball, Terry Ogier, Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward, and Mason Plumley. That is your Hornets update for this side of things for the Thunder. We did get a Sunday injury report from Mark himself. Not an official NBA report, but Mark did give us a report uh, in the afternoon. He told us that Derek Favors was limited to non-contact practices on Sunday, so he did not take any part of contact, and this was a very contact-heavy practice. That, to me, seems like he won't play. Now, that's not official. I'm just guessing here. Here's a guy that has, has kind of been in and out of practice this week with knee maintenance, and now he does not take part of kind of contact injury and, and contact, I should say, contact practices. To me, seems like he probably will not play in this game. We'll wait for that official announcement at about 12.30. You can follow me on Twitter for that update. Uh, Vit was a full go today. Vit was a full go on Sunday. Seems like he'll play today then if he was a full go yesterday. Although this is a back-to-back kind of scenario and the Thunder went incredibly hard on Sunday's practice. Mark stressed that about five times, how hard and intense practice was Sunday to where maybe Vit needs a day here to take a beat. We'll see at 1230. And then we do know that Kenny Hustle is a game time decision. He's dealing with, quote, a toe thing from Mark. So it just a simple toe injury. Did not seem serious whatsoever. And, of course, it's not that serious because it's a game-time decision for a preseason game. So take that for what it is. Game-time decision for Kenny Hustle. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Thunder starters line out and, and who's going to start for the Oklahoma City Thunder in the regular season. For the preseason, what's kind of that first look going to be? If I had to guess right now, 
I'd probably go SGA, Dort, Poku, Baisley, Roby. I think that this is, if Favors is, you know, kind of not going to play, and he's kind of out of it, you give the nod to the guys who've been here longer, and SGA, Dort, Poku, Baisley, Roby. Some other options, Josh Giddy starting would be fun to me. I would like to see that. And then maybe Derek Favors, if he's healthy, he could kind of be that starting five in the future for the Thunder in the regular season, but not long-term, of course, but just for the season, for the regular season. Ultimately, I'm going to lock in SGA, Dort, Poku, Baisley, Roby as a starters today, and we'll see if I'm right or wrong on that. What are your predictions? Let me know on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can find uh, the injury report at 1230 there as well. It's the first time that fans are back since March 20, 2022. No, 2020. March 11th, 2020. Why was that so hard? I don't know. Anyway, and now it's not called Chesapeake Energy Arena. It's called Paycom Center, and they lit up the building today for the first time, and it looks great. It looks really, really great. You can find it on Twitter as well, uh, at Ryland underscore Styles. So what should you be watching for? Why should you care about preseason basketball? Why should you be invested in the preseason? Because the games don't count. The games don't matter. And sure, SGA will not play 30 minutes, and and Dort will not play 30 minutes, and, and you're not going to see your top-of-the-line guys. Well, of course, the number one reason with the bullet to me is Josh Giddey. We did not get to see him much in summer league, and Thunder fans got to swoon over what could have been all these summer league stars that had great Vegas trips out there this summer, and your guy was sitting on the bench with, with an ankle injury. So this is Josh Giddey's chance to play in a meaningless game and dominate and put up stats and allow you to swoon over him. So getting your first look at him will be a big deal to me. Just how does he fit? What lineups does he get to play with? Again, do not look too much into rotation, but if he is playing with other ball handling guards, like a Malbon, like a Shea, who has the bulk of the possessions with the ball in their hands and initiating offense? How does Giddy play off of those two guys? Giddy's admitted to never playing with a guard before, um, who can be a lead guard, who can be a ball-dominant guard, that'll be an adjustment for him, a big one. So, like, how does he adjust to that? Or the Thunder say, let's not throw too much at him too fast and let's let him be the star of the show. That way you're not adapting to the NBA speed and also adapting to a new position and a new kind of offensive scheme and, and skill set to your game. Interesting to see how they manage that. Trey Mann, same ballpark. We, we've We've seen kind of mixed reports from camp. To be expected, a rookie's going to be up and down all year long. How does his size and his speed translate to the NBA? How does his defense translate to the NBA? I am curious if he'll just if he's just going to be a turnstile defensively or if he can play some solid defense in the NBA. And then, more importantly, can he get a shot off? Look, you can live with the defense, whatever that is, good, bad, indifferent. You can live with you know, maybe a few turnovers. But if he can shoot the ball and light up that net, as he's hyped up to be, a guy that can shoot from from the logo, a guy that can create his own step-back shots, if he can light up the court from beyond the arc, you live with everything else he brings, good or bad or indifferent. So how does he get his shot off against a lengthier, kind of taller defender than he's used to seeing in college and defenders that have more speed than you see in college? How does he handle NBA defenses? And then one for the big kind of names, right, is Darius Baisley. And we won't see much of Baisley, I don't think. I think we'll get in there, get a sweat in, 15 minutes, whatever, play, start, have fun, and he's done. But those minutes he's in there, 
how aggressive is he? Is he putting the ball on the, on the deck and going to the hole? Is he doing step-back threes? Is he cutting to the basket? Or is he just standing in the corner, waiting for the ball, going to shoot a three, and jog back down the floor? And, and this is not going to be a game where you judge Baisley at all or any of these guys at all, because he might stand in the corner, shoot a three, and jog back, because it's the preseason. Why would you, why would you be aggressive in the preseason? But if he is aggressive in the preseason, it's a big deal. This is, again, another aspect where if it's anything bad you ignore it but if it is good and, and he is aggressive and he's going to cut to the lane cut through the lane and uh, try to go to the teeth of the defense if he will do those things then you would imagine well if you do them in the preseason why wouldn't you do them in a couple weeks during the actual season so an area where you can be happy if it happens and if it doesn't don't be disappointed just don't really care about it at all now the main reason for me to watch is jeremiah robinson earl we have heard Mark, we've heard Isaiah Roby, we've heard other players talk about him hitting three-point shots. Josh Giddy as well talked about how he's knocking down threes. And to me, today, whatever day this is, October 4th, Monday, on today, Jeremiah Robinson is a better defender than Isaiah Roby at the five position, at the small ball five position. And they play the same position, they play the same skill set. And to me, Jerry's a better shooter than, than Isaiah Roby is right now. So watching those two develop together in this system, it'll be interesting to see who kind of rises and falls. It'll kind of be like Aaron Burr and Alexander, Alexander Hamilton, where like Hamilton's going to rise and let, let's, let's forget that analogy real quick. Let's just forget that real quick. But nonetheless, you know what I'm saying? Where who kind of comes out on top? Who is going to be that small ball five that the Thunder want? The Thunder want to play small, want to play positionless, Who's going to rise to the occasion? And I'm betting money on JRE because of his three-point shot, his small ball defense, and all that he can bring is a switchable defender. So I want to see it. I want to see in the preseason, how can JRE shoot the three ball? How can he defend one through five? Will he throw away a shot? Will he continue to climb? We'll see what happens with JRE and Isaiah Roby. And I want to see Isaiah Roby too. I think that these two guys are competing for who's going to be that long-term future fit at the small ball five position. What's the next evolution of Roby look like, especially defensively? Because last year, he was a quality defender in the sense of positioning. He was always in a good position. For example, Moses Brown, who was a 7-2 big, hardly ever in position, hardly ever was in the right spot. Roby knew what to do, knew how to play defense, knew how to rotate, knew how to slide his feet, knew how to stay in front, knew how to be in position. He was just small. And so when Roby is contesting Jokic's shot and has his arm straight in the air and is right there in position, it doesn't matter because he's like 6'9". It doesn't matter. And Jokic is a freak and is an MVP and is one of the best post scores we have. What's that next step for Roby? Can he get more physical without fouling? Can he put more on his plate defensively because he did you know, quality last year. He can, he competed and he contested shots. He was just too small. Can he add something to his game to allow him to play better defense? And that something might not be size. It might be quickness where we saw last year against guys like Jokic. He'd go from trying to be in the right position to trying to jump in front of a pass and trying to steal a pass in the passing lanes. Can he get quicker at that? Those quick twitch muscles. Can he do that this year? So I want to see the evolution of Roby as well. Coming up, 
We'll talk more about what to watch for in this game. For the Thunder, maybe make some more bad analogies. Who knows? But I'm going to say right now first, pretty good friends over at Pilt Bar. Pilt Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your next order at BiltBar.com. So they have coconut, cherry raspberry, cherry barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate brownie, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and so many more great flavors. They also have limited time only flavors. So like flavors where they don't tell you are coming. They just put them on the website. You got to find them. It's like a scavenger hunt. So make sure you're always checking back at BiltBar.com. They just sent me some free flavors. And this free flavor they sent was Cookie Dough Chunk Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar with 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, and 4 grams net carbs. It's awesome. It is truly awesome. It's amazing tasting, amazing flavor. It's great. It's amazing for you. Try them out today. BuiltBar.com. Lot 15. 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to say right now that we thank you for making us your first listen every single morning on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. Make sure that you're listening as well to Lockdown Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd as he gets you set for your fantasy basketball season. So let's dive into some more what to watch for us. I want to see Boku play a little bit this game. And again, these guys won't play that much that are like solidified young rotational pieces, but in the glimpses we do get to see Mark Poku, Roby, they've everyone we've talked to has gotten to say about Poku that you can feel the strength on the floor. You can see it on the floor. You might not see it in pictures. You might not see it when he's walking around, but you can see it in his basketball game. Is that going to be noticeable in today's game? Is it going to be noticeable tonight against the Hornets? I want to see that kind of with your own eyes on the court in this game. Also, I want to see what Vit is. Mark says he's a great defender, a hard-nosed defender. Seems like a good shooter. Can he be that interesting prospect that Sam Presti thinks he is? And how much do we see him with that kind of maintenance to his ACL injury? And then look at the two-way guys, Aaron Wiggins and Paul Watson Jr. These guys should play a lot in this game. And I believe that the Thunder have two guys here in Wiggins and Paul Watson Jr., that will for sure keep the streak alive. At least one of them, if not both, will be converted, I think, to an NBA deal. I think that they both have that capability. They both have that talent level. They are both that good. To where at least one of them will make it and will survive and, and will get that NBA deal and will continue the legacy. Who's going to get that first edge up in the preseason? And then watch for these three names. DJ Wilson, Rob Edwards, and Mama D. Can they make this interesting on cutdown day? Because the roster is pretty well set. Those three guys right now today, if you had to make that decision, will be cut. They will. And you might wonder, why would you claim Amadi and then just cut him later? I saw that question posed on Twitter to me. It's pretty simple. Number one, the Thunder are not even at the salary cap floor. Like they're just, they have so much money to spend. It doesn't matter who they cut and how much money they spend to cut them. Number two, it's only a million dollars. Like it's only a million dollars to cut them. Uh, 1.2, I believe, to be exact. It doesn't matter whatsoever at all. That's pocket change for these owners. Number three, it's the simple fact of you you lost zero money in waiving Charlie Brown Jr., who's on a non-guaranteed deal, and you knew he couldn't play. You knew he was not a good player. You knew he was not a good basketball player at all. You can bring in Mama D, and, and sure, maybe you have to lose a million dollars, but at least you have to see for yourself, hey, can this guy stay in the league? Can this guy 
kind of be a competitive young player on our roster? Because you know it was not going to be Charlie Brown Jr. So giving Charlie Brown Jr. 30 minutes every single preseason game to find out what we already know and save a million dollars wouldn't have been very smart. Would have been pretty easy to do, not very smart. This at least gives you the chance to maybe find that diamond in the rough. And for a rebuilding team, for a team trying to find their edge and their competitive uh, competitive edge and balance, that's what you have to do in this league. It is, even if, if it, even if it means that you lose a million dollars or two. It just is. But can they make things interesting? The Thunder love DJ Wilson in his draft. Can he impress at all at that small ball five position? Rob Edwards is a great shooter. Is he destined for the blue like I think he is? And then Mamadi, who Bucks fans love. Bucks fans that watched him for 72 games last year, and he, I think he only played in like 12 or, or 20 or whatever he played in. The Bucks fans who watched him last year love this guy. They think he's awesome. That counts for something for people who watched every minute of his game last year. We'll see what kind of game he brings. Because if any of these three kind of make an impact, the next rung of who gets waived by the Thunder, very interesting. Do you waive Gabriel Deck, who you just brought over and jumped through hoops to get over here and only let him play in 10 games? If only we're fortunate to let him play in 10 games because, of course, the you know all that was under control of the quarantine and the protocols last year. What happens if they do make an interesting? Who do, who do you then go to? Because the cutdowns right now are really simple. It's those three guys. And if they pull anything out, who knows what can happen? Who knows? Also, one last nerdy thing to watch for. What kind of offensive sets do the Thunder run? Do they keep it vanilla? Or do they kind of show you their new um, positionless, everyone's a ball handler, pay, you know, push the floor, push the tempo, uh, and freelancing sets that they have been rumored to be working on in training camp. And of course they are working on in training camp keys of the game. Of course the wins don't matter. So just no injuries and, and try not to play too sloppy of a game. Of course, these games will be very sloppy. It's preseason, but try your best out there pretty much is the keys to the game because no one cares about the scoreboard. Um, no bet. Again, do not bet on preseason games. Do not do it. So no bet of the game today. Thunder Moneyball pick. I've got JRE. I am all in on Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I'm all in. Jeremiah the Messiah. I'm all in. So I'm going to predict him to win the Thunder Moneyball today. If you do not know, your first time listener, the Thunder Moneyball, you can tweet me at Rylan underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S or email me L-O-ThunderPotage.com and tell me who you think will win the Thunder Moneyball Award, which is every single game, who leads the team in three-pointers made that game? Who leads the team in three-pointers made that game? I will comprise them all. And whoever has the most money ball picks right this season will win a prize. Last season I won against the listeners, and the listeners beat me this season. We'll see. Make sure you're submitting those for a chance to win a fun Thunder prize at the end of the season. And that wraps it up for the first game preview of the season. We'll get to do this three more times for the preseason the games and then 82 times for the regular season games. So make sure you subscribe and follow along anywhere you get podcasts from. Literally anywhere for free. It's easy. Make sure you're here every single morning. First listen every single morning. Locked on Thunder. And make sure right now, go check out Locked on Fantasy Basketball. Until next time, be good and be good to one another. This has been Locked on Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day.